Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Morning, everybody. It's Simon and Laura here. Morning. Morning. Practically the first words we've spoken that have not been a whisper. Although uh, we are sat just below the bedroom of uh, Leo and Betsy. We're not. Are we you not? are so bad with directions. <laughs> are they the other side? They're on the front garden at the other side. Are they? That's the bathroom oh, window. That's the yeah, kitchen window. My, my sense of direction I is... I mean, it's a little box cottage. <laughs> How can you not I know, know because, this? Because my brain, you go up the stairs, turn left... So, in my mind, it's this side. I mean, I get it when we're out driving. Even when we're out driving, you'll go down a road... We'll go down a road one way and then we'll come back and you'll go, it's turn right and I'll go, no, it's not, we've just come... No, I come out of a shop and I turn the wrong yeah. way. And it winds you up. I you never know where a car is in a car park. I know. I know. Anyway. Sorry. We're sat in the back garden. It's 7.50am. The sun has just come up over the hill. There's a thick mist to the east where we're sat looking and all the trees are shaded by the mist it's beautiful isn't it yeah the dew's on the grass and um, I'm going to start this podcast by saying we've got a Fred West story coming up in this podcast that is one of the strangest bits of coincidence that's happened to me for years oh yeah. Now, this is Fred West, the notorious serial killer, one of Britain's most notorious serial killers. I'm still a bit freaked out, but... Something weird. happened last night. It's an unbelievable story. It's going to sound like we've made bits of it up. It's an unbelievable story. <laughs> uh, so, we didn't put a podcast out yesterday. We did record one. But we both thought it shouldn't go out. It... <sighs> how to describe it we basically fell out a little bit didn't we i think um and i feel it we're both feeling it today but not not with each other but i think yesterday just tensions were high and it's, it's today just, is uni drop off eve yeah yeah and i i think i upset you on yesterday's podcast by not seeming as bothered as i should have been and i'm actually really feeling it today and I, was, I made a flippant comment yesterday that I think you misjudged and I should have probably not said. But I think we need to be honest about it because that's what this podcast was supposed to be. So 
we got into a massive fight yesterday morning and uh i don't well i don't know if you it with hindsight would have put that podcast out but i i just deleted it off the thing yeah i mean yeah look we, there the was podcast some good itself stuff, was it? all right but yeah but yeah it was just i think yeah and today i think like we, i just said we're both feeling the same again well we've not i've not done my walk this morning which i do religiously yeah and i think i'm i'm literally on that uh point of bursting into tears mm. at, at anything this morning yeah. but at the same time it is the last day so have some fun which we're going to try and make it a nice day without fe- <laughs> showing this feeling mm. But we'll just give you a quick recap because we have been doing these daily. And I want to apologise because I got messages from people yesterday who said... They were actually asking, were they? Like, why is there no podcast? (laughs) Uh, One woman messaged me and said, I can't believe it, it's me drive home, listen. And that's weird, isn't it, to think that people have got us on in the car driving home. I think that's a lovely thing. and It's nice. I I really appreciate everybody who listens to it. Yeah. And... uh, I did have a, a little sense of guilt about not putting it out, yeah. weirdly. Well, when you do something like this, I get it about things I listen to when there's not one there. When I listen to Adam Buxton's podcast, and he'll sometimes take a full summer off. Yeah. And it's like a companion's leaving you. I've got it at the minute. I'm listening to this Bob Mortimer audiobook, his biography, and it is so comforting. I know half the stories because I've heard him yeah. in interviews and podcasts so many times. And he's a comforting guy, and he... he... And I wake up in the morning and it's still dark, four o'clock in the morning, just like I do in Dubai, and I put my headphones in. And just for a couple of hours, I don't want to move, and, I lay, and I'm going to miss it so much when that book finishes. So, um, we'll go back a couple of days. Uh, we normally talk about the day before, so we're going to talk about the day before the day before. Yeah. Which will have been Monday, I Monday, guess. Monday, yeah. Uh, we got up, we did the walk, and we weren't going out because your parents were coming. Your parents are avid twitchers and they were going to do some bird spotting, some yep. twitching. It's a place up the road called... Slimbridge. Slimbridge. Yeah. Which must be good because it's got its own brown signs on the turnoffs. If you get a brown sign, that means something. <laughs> it's like a castle thing, isn't it? A brown sign. Is that right? Yeah. Windsor Castle had brown signs. Well, they speak very highly of it. And if Sounds we get, nice. If we get the chance, we might pop up there, but we've not got a lot of time left. So they are... Betsy came with us for that walk. Oh, yeah. So it was like now, first thing in the morning, very fresh, very crisp. She'd said the day before, why don't you ever wake me up, mummy and daddy, to go for the walk? Mm-hmm. And the reason quickly becomes apparent because... It's exercise, we're walking fast, and she's dawdling along, singing like she does. <laughs> but she came along with us. We took her to the phone box bookshop in Hill, which is pretty much where we're staying. And she got herself a book out of the uh, phone box, which we'll put back before we leave. Yeah. And uh, I carried her back somewhere on my shoulders. It was just a lovely walk, weren't it? Yeah, it was nice to have her with us. And then the morning, I think I popped at supermarket and your parents were here. Yeah, well, they came to drop off... At midday. Uh, ..the bike for Leo for university. Yeah. Because we couldn't fit it in the car. He was going to... I was going to buy him one, then he was going to be hiring one, then your dad had one that he didn't use anymore, so he cleaned it all up for him, uh, but we just couldn't get it in. So they popped in, we had a pot of tea in the garden. It was lovely. Yeah, you did it proper country style you went and got the teapot the biscuits it felt like the cream tea cafe didn't it that, if you came to my cafe that's what you'd get you'd get a tray right. a sizable pot of tea that i think is an eight cupper yeah it's a decent teapot here yeah and uh i brought a, a, a array of biscuits um tessellated on a plate oh, you tried i mean i i love that well, I'd, I wasn't making the effort because it were them. I was making the effort because I love this place so much. Oh, I know, I know. And you got um, into the vibe, the country vibe. They start, they, I thought it was going to be a popping. They stayed for a couple of hours, had a cup of tea, had a play in the garden. No, it was Great nice. to see them, great to see the kids. We had to do a bit of a goodbye again. Yeah, well, I, I tried not to make a thing of it this time just because... No. You know, they are just up the road. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're just up the road so we could see them again. They're probably calling again. Um... 
so we had a morning and most of the afternoon at the cottage but we don't like to waste any time so without a plan really we just got in the car and set off out and we went to Clifton we went to the Avon Gorge I think that's what it's called yeah, and um, to Clifton to see the Clifton Suspension Bridge which I was probably more excited about than I should have been <laughs> but you were right you were proper giddy when I was a little kid the first time I ever went on a holiday holiday without my mum and dad my, my nan and granddad Arthur and Molly took me to Scotland Port Nocky like where me mum and dad live now yeah and I had seen in picture books the fourth road bridge I think at the time it might have been one of the biggest bridges in the world and that's the suspension bridge which at the two is the boring one because then you've got the railway bridge which is that I think it's called a cantilever bridge and it looks like red Meccano. Well, it, you really are a bridge geek. It's big diamonds. I mean, it's one of the most stunning bridges in the world. I don't, see, I don't even pay attention to bridges. And when I was a little kid on the Guinness Book of Records or any kids' TV show, they'd always talk, on Newsround, for instance, <laughs> they'd always talk about when they finish painting that bridge, as they finish painting it, they have to start painting it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard, so they're yeah. constantly getting painted. Yeah, I've heard that. Which would be an anno- I mean I think they need to get some better paint <laughs> but maybe <laughs> or it's some the, more people maybe it's the Scottish weather so I uh, I've got a fascination with bridges all over the world like little bridges I like little stone bridges in villages I like that little toll bridge as annoying as it was in Bath the other day and you drive down this gorge and you see the Clifton suspension bridge for the first time and it is high <laughs> it's it's I mean it's a lot higher than I expected it to be. Yeah, yeah. And you start at the bottom, of course, you're underneath it, and then you zigzag up a snaking road. Well, we stopped off for an ice cream, Mr yeah. Whippy, and then you, as you, as we were winding, you know, walking up this windy road, you started to... Uh, oh, no, we, we drove across it first, didn't we? It was a quid each way. Yeah. So we just drove across and drove back, which was scary enough for me because... And I'm driving and it's a narrow bridge, it's one lane of traffic each way. And so you have to concentrate, otherwise you're going to get your car scratched. I had one peak to the side. Well, that's the bit that was bothering me, was the fact that you weren't concentrating because you were freaking out so much. It were a white knuckle ride. And I was like, oh my gosh, just keep your eyes on the road. What you didn't see and what Leo didn't see until after, because he said it to me after, as you drove onto this piece of... Victorian architecture and engineering feat. Yeah. By Isambard Kingdom Brunel, the Elvis of the Industrial Revolution, <clears throat> as I described him. As you drive on, there was a sign that said Weak Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't want to be Great reading. Sign. I don't want to be reading. And it said 4.1 tonnes or something. And I'm thinking, well, I make. Our yeah. car must weigh a ton. There's 15 cars on and here. There was nobody like, you know. Normally at these bridges, there's there's the toll office or whatever you want to yeah. call it. There was no office, so they can't. They're not like stopping cars and then saying right next one, next one. It's just you you swipe your card and off. And you're you, on. Yeah. Anyway, I love the bridge. It's also for music fans the place where they found Richie from the Manic Street Preachers. They found his a car abandoned. A lot of people think he disappeared. Some people say he's been spot- spotted in India. Chances are he probably chucked himself off the bridge. Yeah. Which is very a, a very sad story, but it it felt like a bit of a something for me to be there like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, there were some you know Samaritan signs, and I can imagine. And you can't help thinking about it, right? Oh, absolutely. That's. And when we walked up to the bridge. Where the first, I don't know what the uprights are called, but where the first upright is, on the Bristol side, there's a little concrete wall. Yeah. Which isn't very high. I'd say it's about four foot. And, obviously, imp of perversion, four foot in my head, I'm thinking, you could either push me over it. Yeah. Because I am top heavy. Or, I could just Fosbury flop off of that. You know. I... 
to the point where I, I felt like I was being pulled over that wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when you get that feel, if you've yeah, got yeah. vertigo, you get that feeling if you're scared of heights. Well, you, you were freaking out a little, and then Betsy started, she's, she always says she doesn't like heights. And the pair of you were like, right, we're staying at this uh, brick wall bit. Yeah. Uh, we're not coming across. Now, I was fine when we, we drove over it. I didn't even think about it really. And I, and I, you know, loads of people are just walking back and forth across it. So I, I just assumed we'd be walking across it. And then I got not very far in. I started walking across the bridge with Leo. I don't think you got 15 feet. You don't think? No, you weren't. I'd said two car lengths onto that bridge. <laughs> anyway, I looked back and Betsy's got all this energy and she's like running around near this, the brick wall bit, which isn't very high. Yeah. So I start in my head freaking out a little bit and I'm like, watch Betsy, watch Betsy. And then as we're like about to continue walking, Leo starts going, oh, oh, you can feel it bouncing. Yeah. And the minute he said that, my oh, legs, my knees yeah, exactly down. that, my legs went to jelly and I, it was almost like I couldn't move then. And I said, I can't, I can't go any further, Leo. And I'm not, I'm not particularly scared of heights, but I think it was the combination of everybody kind of having these different fears and feelings. Mm. And I just, and I thought, you know what, I'm not doing this. So I just walked back, Leo. And then in the time we spent there, I went and walked to where you'd walk to, to see what the feeling was like and see if I could do it. And it's just... <laughs> I'm trying to look like I'm not terrified because yeah. there's a, it's school kicking out time. There's that time of afternoon, four, half past four. There were school kids walking back and forward on this bridge. There were pensioners walking yeah. back and forward. There were people pushing prams across. And what I try and do is- Lady the, with a Frenchie. The same on a plane. I look around and I think, well, we can't be crashing imminently because they're still pushing the drinks solely around. So when I'm on that bridge, I, I'm thinking, well, it's obviously not going to collapse underneath my feet because there's people pushing the babies across and people driving the cars across. Anyway, I went far enough to feel the shake. The knees went, I was off. From there, we walked up to the observatory, which is a steep winding path. Yeah. And gives the most amazing view of this bridge. Yeah. Unfortunately, I posted a picture of it, but the sun was behind it and I couldn't get a great picture. But what was also interesting from that observatory is when you looked down the gorge, past the bridge, right. you can see where Leo is going to be going to university. His campus is just around the corner. Yeah, he's pretty close to Clifton. Which is a, he's in a beautiful area there. Yeah, I think, um, again, we, we've talked about the different people we've seen in Bristol and we, the grass area and the hills all around and the park all around um, the observatory, there was just like patches of people sat around. It reminded me a bit of, um, Central Park, you know, yep. um, like little and people with like bottles of wine and I don't know. Students laid on blankets. Yeah, and and it was students emitting strange. I mean, if I had to liken it to animal, I'd, I'd say it was a strange skunky smell. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of that too. And we uh, we saw what we expected to see. I think on day one, they looked like hip students. They looked like students, and it was. It was refreshing, shall I say, to see, you know. And Bitsy and I decided to do some hill rolling. Yeah, And not too near the edge because this path that went up yeah. to the uh, observatory, by the way, looked like a normal path until you went and looked over the fence and then you realised you were on the sheer cliff edge. Yeah. And at that point, I started thinking about land slipping and things like that. Oh, and really? I panicked a lot. So I got my photos and I got away. <laughs> Well, this is why I know they were hipster students because they didn't even like bat an eyelid when I uh, when I'm rolling down this hill. No, no one's even looking up. And they I'm were thinking, probably going so nineties, <laughs> so nineties hill roly polies. They all wanted to join me. We had a little play in a park, which was mainly occupied by trendy up and comers, and that whole area seemed a bit like that. Fancy little boutiques, fancy little restaurants. I liked it a lot. I feel like I'm too old to live there now, but I feel like it's the kind of place if I lived in Bristol, year two, I'd have aspired to live there, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely your kind, more, mm. your kind of place and mine. I, I mean, there was a lot, there were a lot of families. Um, yeah. And, you know, kids. Being in that park with Betsy felt nice. Same ages, yeah. You know, and 
I liked it. The house has reminded me of like Mary Poppins, Paddington type yeah. houses. Beautiful three and four story townhouses. And I, whenever I look at that, wherever we are in the world, whenever I see buildings that are Victorian or that era, I picture them then. I don't think about them being broken up into flats now and one being a chartered surveyors and one being an accountant and one being an architect or them being student digs. Yeah. I look at them and I try and imagine them 150 years ago with, you know, guys in stovepipe hats and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Mary Poppins prams being pushed around. Yeah, it's and, hard to think and about. People lighting the street lights and everything. And I, I try and get that image of it. It's yeah, it's crazy, and I think that that particular area was very different to areas we'd seen previously. So yeah, yeah, no, I I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, but we got another example of how hilly Bristol was, because we we were driving a little bit aimlessly. We didn't make a plan. There's the horses, <laughs> and we drove from Clifton towards the city centre down one of the steepest hills I've ever driven down in a city in my life. And I've yeah. driven around San Francisco. And all I could think of again is, my God, Leo is going to be cycling around <laughs> this town. Now, Sheffield's built on seven hills, as is Rome. So there's a lot of cities that are like on seven hills. I used to cycle all over Sheffield. So I know about cycling hills. And the advent of mountain bikes with a gear system that made it easier to pedal was a dream. But... I wonder if he's going to stick at the bike. You reckon? You think it's... Uh... Well, we'll see. Uh, on the way back from Clifton, we were a bit, at a bit of a loss and we decided to finally try the Burger King. Uh, they do the plant-based Whopper. Yeah. And the Vegan Royale, which looks like a chicken royale. It's the long one. Now, don't judge us because we're vegetarians. We're borderline vegan. So when we're in the UK, we like to try all the vegan and vegetarian food we can. And this is one of the ones that had been on top of the list. Unfortunately, the only Burger King we could find was near the Seven Bridge, I think it's called. Yeah. Which takes you to well, Wales. Every time I put in a Burger King, most of them are at service stations. Yeah, which, which is not romantic. No. I mean, there aren't many Burger Kings that are. So we end up driving to this place... A service is called Seven Views. Seven, like the river with a letter R in it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, that's all right. Because do you remember we stopped at the one, again, talking about bridges, we stopped at the one at the fourth bridge, the time that you and I drove up to Scotland and my mum and dad took yeah, yeah. Leo and Honey. And we stopped at that service right outside the bridge. Fantastic view while we got us petrol and food. So I'm thinking Seven Views... We're going to see a great suspension bridge <laughs> and we're going to get to see the river, which uh, the estuary, which we've not actually seen. I was wrong. What we did see is, remember Swampy who used to tie himself to trees? Yeah. We saw a service station entirely populated by men and women who looked like Swampy, who looked like they'd rolled out of Glastonbury after four days. They were all still bladdered. Some of them were driving. And I couldn't get out of there quick enough. It was one of the skankiest services and the skankiest Burger Kings I've ever been in. Horrible. It was It was fairly grim, yeah. But I think I always get that feeling in service stations. Yeah. They are grim. A good service station is nice, but most of them are terrible. We drove home, we had his Burger King. It was very disappointing. So we don't need to go on about that, I don't think. Nah. That evening we watched uh, Everybody's Talking About Ooh, Jamie. The Robin's got a little worm. Little wiggly worm. Robin's not a friend of ours. It's an actual Robin. <laughs> in garden. Is he the one that you reckon was normally on washing line? I don't know. So, yeah, Betsy Pearl's been really wanting to watch. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And we watched a musical back in Dubai a few months ago. And the film was all right. It's watchable. Betsy yeah. loved it. Yeah, I mean, the acting was pretty decent and... You know, it's it's based I, on a true story. I mean, it's set in Sheffield. Now, whenever something's set in your hometown, it's exciting because you get to see all the places yeah. you know. And I did see a lot of places I know. But also, when they bring in actors who aren't from Sheffield... Richard E. Grant. I'm going to say Richard E. Grant, who I have used to love, but I've done the flip on him lately yeah. because I've been started... Although his wife just passed away, 
So he's, he's, he has moved back into the love category a bit. He didn't have the best... Uh... He plays an ageing ex-drag queen in the film. Yeah. And he talked like that, doesn't he? That's coming to me shop to get this an address, Jamie. Well, what's the name going to be? What's the drag name going to be like, son? Bayek. It's, like, it's like your equivalent of the Hampshire accent, isn't it? It's, exactly. It's, it's... But when I do that, I know nobody, nobody actually talks like this in Hampshire. I'm just doing a hobbit, stupid voice. <laughs> but I'm also not Richard E. Grant in a big film. Yeah, yeah. Get oh, no, a no. bloody voice coach. And But even, even him doing that over Yorkshire accent, it still sounded like he was couldn't quite get that yeah it, yeah it, it didn't quite work for it but the film was okay it's worth a watch i'll tell you what it was nice we had the open fire roaring away and uh it was a lovely evening to watch it with the kids felt yeah. very homely we knew all the songs there's nice songs in it yeah so as i said we got up yesterday morning we went out to record the podcast and it didn't work we had a terrible morning really and then we pop down to Asda. Now, friends of ours, who you'll have heard us talk about in older podcasts. Mm-hmm. In fact, you have slagged Richie off in that older podcast, haven't you? Yeah, Richie the Dick. Richie the Dick. Yeah. He's not, by the way, but... No, he's a lovely guy. He must have had his moments when he said it. <laughs> uh, Richie and Shelley are over here, and their son Liam is going to the same university, albeit a different campus, to Leo. And yeah. these guys have been friends for years. They've been to the same school for many years now. Yeah, they... And their sisters, uh, their daughters knock around with our daughters. And so they've kind of been doing the same trip as us, albeit for about a month longer. And they were coming round yesterday. Well, it was uh, Shelley's 40th. I wasn't going to mention that. Why? Sometimes women get very funny about the birthdays being mentioned. She looks brilliant for it. She should should embrace it. I wasn't going to mention that either. (laughs) (laughs) No. So we invited them round. Little birthday tea. And we popped down to a big Asda at a place called Patchway. Patchway, well done. Yeah. And it's a big industrial, what do you call it? A big um, retail park. There's a Morrison's, there's a B&Q, there's all sorts. I was a little disappointed by it because there's, apparently there's Asda Superstores and Asda... Megaliths. Oh, what's... Yeah, super stores Mega and store? super centres or something like okay. that. Anyway, I googled which is bigger. This one is meant to be the biggest one, like of the two. And I didn't think it was that big. I thought the food section were all right, but yeah. And again, not being funny, I've met a lot of nice people on this trip. Got a bit of earache from some people yesterday. <laughs> like I went to the pizza counter to order. I think the Asda make your own pizzas are some of the best pizzas ever. Yeah. It's the first time I ever had garlic bread for one of them. So it was nice to be back there. And I'm being nice as pie to the guys. Oh, I'll have the vegetarian, please, and I'll have some garlic oil on it. The instructions are on there how to make your own. We only have uh, sweet currant and red onion. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Well, what then? What extra toppings do you want? And I'm like, well, have you got any more vegetables? No, I just said we already got them. And I went, oh, well, just them then, that's fine. I said, I'll buy some peppers and mushrooms and I'll put it on when I get home. Obviously right. not used to the veggies around yeah. it. Yeah, and I can see the guy and the girl having a kind of whisper to each other, like, oh, this weirdo. Because <laughs> I still want a pizza. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he makes it up. And then he says to me, you want more on? And I'm more what? He's already put a mountain of sweet corn and, and uh, onion, because that's all there is. Do you want extra sweet corn and onion? And I'm like, not really that bothered, there's plenty on there. Well, what do you want as extra toppings then? <laughs> so he ended up just pie, it was almost like a pyramid of cheese on it. Oh, and wow. I said, and I'll have some garlic oil. All right, you want me to drown it? So <laughs> and I'm like, not really, just put medium on it. <laughs> but he seemed quite shirty, like he seemed like he were offended that I were having a pizza. Well, I think because they, they probably made up quite a few of them already. Yeah. And... It was basically your choice was pepperoni or margarita. Maybe there's not many veggies up that way. Yeah. But then, same thing again at the counter. We put all the shopping on. You were down at the bag end packing. Leo stood there with me. (laughs) Now, I feel weird being in England, but he's an alien to it all. Yeah. And the woman on the counter 
the pizza had slightly gone off the conveyor belt yeah. towards her side, it would not have made a difference. It would have all it would have done is push the next person in this queue thing along a little bit. So she was like, "Are you want to move them pizzas like that?" <laughs> and there's what Liz of what? Do you want to move them pizzas? So Leo just picked these two pieces up in his hand like that. He had that. no idea what he was And he to... stood there. He's like, what does she want me to and do with And she's looking pieces? at him and he goes, shall I just, do you want me to walk through with them? Yeah. Like, I don't know if he thought it was like a pizza body scan. Well, no, no I think maybe he thought because it was like, um, you know, the, the food getting on the conveyor belt, yeah. maybe. Like she didn't want him on there. So he was like confused. Cause he, he was so confused. And she's like, no, I'm just telling you move the pizzas. That's all I'm saying to you, move the pizzas. Like that. <laughs> And he was trying not to laugh. And me and him were just like, <laughs> God, this place is weird. What has happened? So, yeah, we did Asda. We had another little vegetarian experience. Don't judge us. Because Leo's been seeing the McDonald's oh. veggie wrap poster. I didn't want to do baking on McDonald's, by the way. No. They weren't very good either. Uh, from there, we drove back up to house. We... And the Mullins arrived pretty much as soon as we got back. We popped up to Beverly, we bought some footballs and a catapult and stuff. Yeah, in like this little... Um, it's called the oldie shop. Yeah, but it's basically it's like an old-fashioned newsagent's where... Labyrinthian again. Yeah, it reminded me of a shop that... In it just kept having new sections. Yeah, yeah. Cavernous inside. Loved it. And uh, he's got everything in there. I'm sure everything's probably triple the price. Anyway, but we got that. We came back to house. Betsy had a first ever fire of a catapult. She loved it. In fact, I've got a video of her slow-mowing it. What did she fire? Conkers? No, she fired the uh, stone gravel off the drive oh. at the uh, water tank. But the Mullins turned up and uh, you guys sat in the garden. I, do you think I stepped up yesterday? Yeah. Because I thought you'd want to do the catching up and I, I like them, but I can be quite awkward with conversation at first. So... There was a hell of a lot of party food and pizzas needed cooking and stuff. So I planted myself in the kitchen and uh, I did everything. Uh, but it was, I did. Yeah, yeah, but it's the fact that you've mentioned that. Well, the reason I mention it is because Because if we've it was not the other way around, I don't think I'd be going, oh, and it was me doing the prep. Here's what we'd do if it was the other way around. You'd wait till they'd gone and go, you didn't lift a finger. You didn't get anybody's drink. You didn't offer. That's what you always yeah. said to me. Uh, so I'm mentioning it because you always mention when I don't. Not on the podcast, I don't. Anyway, I didn't mind it. This oven, which looks like a tiny... We, in Dubai, we've all got range ovens. Does it cook better than ours? Way better. Yeah. It cooks like our pizza oven. We need a new oven. Anyway, lovely afternoon. We all sat around in the sun. Leo and uh, Liam, who are both 18 and both going off to uni, both took themselves up to the top corner at Garden with the Smirnoff Ices, had a little whisper session yeah. about what's going on at uni that they wanted their parents to hear. And um, the girls had a picnic blanket out in the sun. It was a beautiful day. Yeah, playing in the stables. Yeah. We had a birthday cake for Shelley. Just a lovely afternoon, really. Yeah, it was uh, funny hearing like the stories of what it's like staying with people. Oh, know. well, we all exchange stories about the nuances. We, it's, the funny thing is, we've talked about all this on the podcast, but like your dad with the bath water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your oh, mum. Well, they, they, they were telling us that <laughs> Richie's got to go to the toilet outside. He's not allowed to do his yeah. business in the house, so he's got to use the... At her mum's. Yeah, at the... Her mum won't <laughs> let him upstairs to use the toilet, which I, I... Just him, which I think is such a great story. We should get him on to tell them stories. <laughs> anyway, it would have made a good podcast yesterday afternoon because we talked a lot about union, the emotions. And interestingly, their first impression, because they did the fir first Bristol trip yesterday into the city centre, and they had that same first impression that we had. Yeah, you remember how negative we were about and it. And like, they were feeling a little bit sad, and, and I said that's exactly how we felt. And I said I had a little cry the first after the first day. And I said, but then... We, we were like, right, come on, let's go back in, see it again with new, fresh, positive eyes. Yeah. And I said, and so they said they're going back in and, you know, but I, I, so I hope, you know, they, they, they see what we saw on the yeah. second day. Those guys stayed around till early evening. Then they took off. It got quite chilly by then, didn't yeah. it? Sunny, blue, like now, blue skies, but quite chilly. And then... 
we had an evening, I think we were feeling both feeling a bit off, not because of them, I can blame them, uh, but due to one thing and another, we both felt a bit flat yesterday evening, so we got a fire going again. Something's so nice about getting a fire going in a yeah, cottage. I love it, it's one of my favourites. And we watched Great British Bake Off, new series started, and I looked at my Twitter and people, you know when people live tweet TV shows? Yeah. Oh my God, did you see what Noel's wearing and all this? And I thought, because we're in Dubai, if you ever get to watch anything like that, you're always watching it days after yeah, the yeah, event. Yeah. And it's, there was something really nice. I didn't want to tweet about it. In fact, I was almost going to send a sarcastic tweet of, I hate people who tweet about TV shows just well, watching Great British Bake I find it annoying because I think, why are you tweeting? Just watch it. Yeah. That's that... Because everyone's become a commentator. Oh. I mean, some people have started mindless podcasts. Imagine that. I know. You know, ego. Ego, yeah. <laughs> Egotistical. Yeah. Yeah. Can't all be good reviews, Laura. <laughs> anyway, um, we watched Bake Off and then we watched Nevermind the Buzzcocks, which is back. Yeah, and I've been excited about this because uh, the two team captains are Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding. And... Um, Daisy May Cooper, both of who we love. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say I was disappointed, but maybe maybe they were just warming up as it was the first show. There's a review in one of the broadsheets this morning. Right. Which I've just read while I was on the uh, toilet. And it said it was a bit self-congratulatory and they were all like a lot of back slapping at each other's jokes. Yeah. Now the old Buzzcocks was a lot more cheeky and a lot more edgy. They were did rip into each other. Yeah. Mark Lamar, notorious for ripping into people. Simon Amstel, I mean, some of the biggest television moments were Simon Amstel. A bit like on the Keith Lemon show where yeah. they, they do that on there, don't they? They rip yeah. into each other quite a bit. So it it was a bit friendlier. Daisy May Cooper did nothing. She which actually is, didn't, no. Now, we are the biggest fans of this country and we love her to bits. Love her and Charlie. I think she's so funny. I don't think she did anything on that show and I don't think she brought anything to it. I almost, it almost put me off her a little bit. It did me a little bit. And I, I thought Noel were good. I thought Nish were good. I thought Jamali Maddox, he's yeah, good on everything. He was, he's he, really funny. He's a bit uh, cheeky. Greg Davis is great. He's, he's good on everything. Yeah, I think... He's very dependable. I don't want to say the girls' team were weaker, but I don't know, they were just... The, the girl from Little Mix was probably the best one on their team. She told a couple of anecdotes about Liam Gallagher and the yeah, seagull she, pooing on her. Like sliced she, him, didn't she, a she, little bit? She was decent. But, yeah. It just needs... Look, it was the first one. I think it'll settle into its flow. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, so, that with that. Now, as I said at the start of this podcast... There's a Fred West anecdote coming. So, do we tell this chronologically? I think we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a few days ago, we oh, were... Oh, no, no. I don't think we tell this bit. Okay. So, do we start with last night? Yeah. So, that's not chronologically then, is it? So, I thought you meant... Uh, do you mean chronologically, chronologically but backwards? Night. No, no, last night. Chronologically, like, last night, but then we go back two days, so it's not <laughs> chronologically. Well, when, okay. I, when I was telling Honey today, I was saying, guess You're what? You're teasing it? Yeah. Well, I actually thought, before we started podcasting today, I thought, I probably should tell this story because I'm a very good storyteller. Will Laura get this right if, if, oh. I, if I let her run with it? <laughs> I put it in there oh before we... Oh my gosh, you don't trust me to do a story. Anyway. And, well, sometimes your stories go on a bit too long. As this podcast is proving, but you've been waiting for this Fred West story. Here we go. We get into bed. Yeah. I mentioned this on yesterday's failed podcast, so people don't know this, but we get into bed last night, sorry, the night before, and just as we were going up to bed, a Fred West documentary was starting on the telly downstairs. Yep. And obviously you can just watch it on the... And I think we've mentioned before, we, I love a murder before. We love a, we love a real life crime podcast. Before bedtime. Serial. Yeah. Uh, or him sort of thing. We... So it's just starting... And I said to you, should we go and watch it in bed? Yeah. Just watch it on my computer on ITV.com. Yeah. We go up to bed, we put it on, we fell asleep about three minutes into the programme. Yeah. Which is our MO. Standard. Yeah. So last night, 
I said, do you want to go up to bed and watch that Fred West thing? I'm an old romantic. And we needed cheering up, didn't yeah. we? So It's foreplay for me watching a documentary about a man who had sex with his daughters and then made them have sex with their mother. Yeah, nice. I find it to be... A lovely couple. Yeah. Uh, but local. Yes. Now. Yes. You said that when we first uh, arrived. When we crossed the border into Gloucestershire, I just went, I turned around in the car and I went, Fred West country. Yeah. Right, because this is where he did his deeds. Now, he, he was a notorious serial killer. And uh, I think he killed himself in prison. His wife's still in there, Rose. She's supposed to be a right piece of work. So, we get into bed last night. Yeah. We put the documentary on. It's got a bit of gravitas because it's got Sir Trevor MacDonald hosting it. Now, he's good. Love him. He wouldn't yeah. put his name on something trashy. And basically... You must have been seeing this in the news recently. Well, it's only happened in the last few yeah. months. They're saying there could be, what, 30 more bodies or something? Well, they're, they're, there's definitely 20. Um, he's He mentioned at least five. Yeah. But his, his um, appropriate adult has said there's at least 20 and also his son's come forward his, and said there's more. That he told him. Yeah. Right. So they're talking about this on this programme and... They're saying, oh, these bodies could be on this farm. Yeah. Because he's talked about a farm. And then they said, it's a farm in Barclay. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that Barclay, I'm turning around and pointing here, it's not a video. It's Barclay a couple of minutes away. It's five minutes drive up a country lane. It's two miles from where we're sitting right now. Yeah, as soon as they said Barclay, we both were like, <gasps> And got that instant. Yeah. Now, I'd been dropping off and suddenly it were like a shot uh, in the yeah, arm. Yeah, I noticed we're that. We're watching. And I'm giving you the nudge. But then they're like, so, we decided to go to the farm. But first, we went to this other place. So, they went off to another place where they thought there were some bodies. And we're waiting for them to come back. Well, they've described this building. Yeah. Now, we've been going to Barclay almost every day for... Yeah. And, and what we'll do is we'll drive around the country lanes. Trevor McDonald comes down here. He's in one car. I don't know. For a bit of drama, he's in one car. The, the other guy's in another. Oh, They've got walkie-talkies like on top here. I, I did wonder why they weren't in the same why car. Why weren't they in the same car? And they drive through Barclay. I recognise it straight away. Yeah. And then they start driving down this country lane. And I said to you, that's that country lane we drove down. Yeah. Because what I'll do is, I'll look on the sat-nav and if there's an alternate route to come back that I get to see another bit of countryside, I'll take it. And I took that road the other day when you were busting for a wee, if you remember, and you really wanted to get home. But I'm like, I'm going to go back this way if you don't mind. <laughs> and I thought that would be really hacking you off. Because we, remember, we've been to a petrol station and added a wee in petrol yes, station. Yes, yes. So they're going down this country lane. I said to you, we, that's where we drove. Yeah. And then they round this corner and they're saying, he talked about a farmhouse that had got a red barn. And red bricks. And, red bricks. And, and boarded up yeah. windows. And this piqued our interest. And then they pulled up. You know, just as they go to an ad break, when they show you the teaser oh of what's coming God. up. They pulled up at this barn. Now, it's um, it's a mill. It's an old mill. They call, they're uh, calling it a farm. It's a mill with a big chimney. And the reason I know this... We we just both literally gasped Sat up loud. in bed. Because as we drove down that road... Here's what happens when we drive anywhere. I'm constantly saying to you, I'd love to live in that house. Yeah. I'd love to live in that house. Oh, I'd love to live in that house. Every time we go past a estate agents, you're saying, let's have a look at prices. Could we live yeah. around here? We're driving down this country lane. And obviously I'm the one concentrating on the road because I'm driving. And I see it coming towards us and I just went, Laura, look at this place. It's all boarded up. But it looks like the kind of place you could do up Grand design style. Yeah, a renovation project, project. And as a building, it's absolutely fantastic. It's got a big chimney. It's it's stunning, well, but it's derelict. We pulled up outside and then then you were like, Google it, Google it. Yeah. See if it's for sale. If it's for sale, we'll look at getting it. This yeah. is a true story, by the way. None of this is made up what we're saying. So you went on a little Googling search for it. I found some pictures... Um, because the, ne the, the name of the mill was coming up and I found some pictures, but there was nothing for sale. So, so we were saying, right, well, if we, if we are really interested, you know, 
perhaps we need to go and talk to some locals and see, see that's how they, a lot of these um old buildings you yeah. know that's how people end up getting them. well there's a house opposite it and it's a quiet country lane there's nothing else around there and i thought oh well maybe the Maybe the farm opposite, maybe he owns it. Yeah. Just let it go to ruin. Maybe he'd be up for selling it. It's so, a huge, huge building. So, so we're genuinely thinking about buying it, right? Well, I showed my mum a picture of it and said, yeah. what do you think of this? And she's like, oh, that's beautiful. She's yeah, 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 you need yeah. to ask about that. So imagine, now this documentary is on ITV.com. Imagine we're sitting there in bed and the building we had only just talked about buying comes on the screen and Sir Trevor McDonald says... We think there's 30 dead bodies buried at this building. Yeah. Imagine the shock. <laughs> and this, the, the, the list of coincidences here that got us to that situation. Yeah. A, finding this cottage, which we stumbled upon accidentally where we're staying now. B, it being so close to Barclay. C, me deciding to take that back road home. And it is in the middle of nowhere literally the day before we watched the documentary it was just the craziest set of coincidences i don't know if this sounds weird to anybody listening but when you are in a cottage in the pitch black in the middle of the countryside like we are and a stone's throwing that direction is a building where fred west killed a lot of people and buried them all over the grounds apparently well even it's as a we very strange now, when you think about that just over there yeah there are all these girls that yeah and it's the bizarrest thing. And they have found bodies there, right? They said they'd found some bodies there. No, 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 at the minute... Or is that another farm? No, yeah, this one, they've not been given permission to, right. to dig, but they're, they're pretty much certain, certain um, that these bodies yeah. are under there. So that happened last night? And, yeah, it, well, then afterwards, we didn't watch the next episode. Because there's a second ep. But then we turned the lights off... And I'm like, how the hell am I meant to sleep now? Very weird, very even, weird. Even as we got up this morning, I don't know what I was expecting to see when I opened the kitchen door, but I'm like looking around to see any evidence of, I don't know, Fred. Yeah. Even though he's... It's just a really weird feeling. And it was a, just, as I said, I don't know if it sounds like it, I don't even think we were being overly dramatic, but it was just a really weird set of circumstances to think... 24 hours before we were sitting where we're sitting now with your parents having a serious conversation about looking into buying somewhere that well, is now I don't think I want to buy when you it said now. that yeah <laughs> strangely how much would it have to be <laughs> oh I couldn't I just couldn't live there I, I absolutely could not live there now yeah. like I mean gosh those poor poor girls yeah. but yeah it what oh it's and such a I wonder story. how long then because they're talking about this this is years and years and years ago that he did this um because i i, I think they said some of these might have even been pre-rose i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure yeah. um but so that building has been derelict all that time and what i thought which i find strange in itself i instantly thought the old snotty shopkeeper we talked about the other day i thought i wonder if she knew him i wonder if he came into the shop and she'd served him there's going to be people around here who know him who've got first-hand well, experience yeah, of him because he I'll, lived on a farm well, and, and the fact he knew this place was here because it is in the middle of nowhere yeah and the fact he, he he'll have been down this road where we're sitting now. yeah the fact he's buried that many bodies there he must have you know come here quite frequently yeah. <clears throat> excuse me so uh, yeah. this is the way it but is. they don't tell you that when you book these places do they they don't say oh and by the way from here you go up this road and turn left and that's where it is it's on it's one road away from where we're sitting it's we could walk there now in fact we are going to have a little drive up again now we know and it's quite ghoulish but yeah I, I'm, I'm still in shock about it to be honest I will should we pop up and get a picture I'll put it on so you can see a picture of it and then if you watch the documentary you'll see it's in the, it's in episode one but I think it's going to be in episode two as well and we have to, there's a book on Amazon about the it's called the Barclay Farm well they're Farm. calling it the Barclay Mill yeah now it's actually got a different name it's called the Old Corn Mill but on the documentary they're calling it the farm now is that because they don't want people to know where it is yeah which I feel a bit like should we be telling people where it is you know mm. Um, but 
I mean, they've openly said Barclay, so it's if you, Barclay's a small place. Yeah, and the drive that Trevor McDonald did, I mean, I'd only done it like the day or two before, so I instantly recognised yeah. it. So it's not a difficult place to find. It's not, it's not. And uh, What a strange thing to happen, though. Yeah. What a really peculiar thing. So there you go. Quite chilly. It's weird now because we're sitting. Well, and it's been, it's been quite a s- spooky sky today. Well, the sun is just up. And the sky is thick with fog. It's that kind of fog that burns off and reveals a beautiful day, but it's... Have you ever seen the film The Others with Nicole Kidman about the haunted house? Right, yeah. Whenever she goes outside, this is what it looks like. It's You never see anything surrounding. It's just fog and trees. And, um, yeah, weird. So, anyway, sorry that we didn't have a podcast out yesterday. Uh we could have put it out it will forever be known now as the lost tapes <laughs> the lost bristol diaries and you'll never hear it well today is our last day with leo it's so like, drop off eve like i said we're we're feeling a little bit sad about it but we're gonna make it a nice day yeah we think we we're probably heading towards cheddar where one of our frequent listeners is from good mr e and uh Laura's going to be showing me a Wookiee hole. Yeah, <laughs> my dark cave. <laughs> Which is said to have been inhabited by several people <laughs> and a few witches. A few witches, yeah. Yeah. Easy to get lost in there. Yeah. And... It's a bit damp. Surprisingly wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right. on. We'll leave it there then, and it's good to be back on it. Hope we enjoyed it. And do keep in touch with your messages as always. Uh, you know, what have you seen? There's a constant stream of messages coming in on me, Instagram and Twitter and things like that. So it's always lovely to hear from you. But I know there's people going through what we're going through with the uni. Tomorrow's going to be a very interesting day. Oh, gosh, don't. I'm trying not to think about it. So, yeah, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. The End Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.